Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. We are Mainline Leaders, Mainline Executive Coaching Act. ACT, you must act when you are a leader in that position of dis- making decisions, laying out your strategies and your plans. What do you do? You have to go into action. You have to go and get it done and make it happen. Bring your team together, act to bring your team together and get it done. That's what we are all about. We're here to help you get that done in all sorts of ways and all sorts of levels as leaders and culture. And we're going to be talking about this idea of a foundation. What is this idea of a foundation for leadership? What is this idea of a foundation for your organization? I'm here today with my great buddy, my great partner, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey, and we got a great guest with us today. This is Ted Turner. This man has been there. He has done it in so many ways and so much. This guy is an awesome guy. I mean, just take a look. He's an awesome guy. We're excited to have him here today. So let's get into this idea. Let's start unrolling the, the paper here and laying this out. What is this idea of foundation in an organization? We'll start with you. I'm going to have you start with it, Rich. And then I'm going to have Ted. You're going to talk about foundation in terms of leadership development. So, Rich, take it. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've been thinking of when we've been talking about is how solid is your foundation? Do you have a solid leadership foundation that you can you can fall back on? One that's not going to you know, you're not going to be swayed that you're going to be resilient. You're going to have those tools that you can fall back on to help you get through through these tough times. And that's so important, not only in the world of uh, buildings where, you know, Ted, I'm sure is going to be able to help us out on that. But with your your leadership and your organizational culture, though, that foundation is absolutely essential. And it's not a frivolous question or a frivolous issue. Seventy five percent of all organizations flat out fail. They flat out fail because they do not focus on the ability to keep their organizational culture afloat or have the skills and talents to, to get it going. And so, you know, that's what this is about. So Ted, I'm, I'm glad you're here because you are, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you've done. You've, you've had quite the, the career. Well, guys, I, I'm excited to be here. And I tell you, after Michael's glowing introduction, I'm excited to hear what I have to say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give me a word this. <laughs> I, you know, foundation. We, we talked about this uh, recently. It's, it doesn't matter what you're doing or what your organization is. Nothing can stand for long on a shaky foundation. 
uh, whether it's a company or, or a country or a family or an individual, there has to be some solid ground underneath everything that you do. Now, I have spent 40 years in construction. <clears throat> I've built uh, um, little things and simple things, and I've built uh, large mega projects uh, all over the world. And, uh, you know, the process that we follow in construction to make sure whatever we're building is going to stand the test of time is the same process you follow. And you're going to build your foundation as an individual leader or that you need to build your culture on as a company. And that is that the first thing we do is we look at the soil we're building on. We do some analysis. We take some boring logs. We drill down several hundred feet and we figure out what's down there. Will it hold the dynamic motion and the static weight and the live weight of whatever we're going to put on it. And you need to do the same thing in an organization. You may be <clears throat> making your first attempt at setting your company's culture or your direction or your vision. And you may think that you don't have those things. I promise you, every company has a culture. Every organization has a culture. And if you haven't built it, it doesn't mean it's not there. It, it, something else has built it. So first we look at what we've got. Uh, and decide what has to be done. Are we ready to start pouring slabs and building? In other words, are we ready to roll out our new cultural initiative? Or is there some remedial work first? Is there some cleanup first? Um, and if you don't indulge me for just a second, guys, I'm thinking of a particular project that really is a great allegory for anything you want to accomplish. We uh, built an LNG terminal in uh, Mississippi on the coast, marshy, marshy land, right? So we take those borings, we figure out what land is there. There's no way that this, this earth is going to hold these millions upon millions of pounds of tanks and equipment. Um, we actually had to excavate down 27 feet, and you're talking several acres, 27 feet of just soup that had to be removed before we could even drive piles 180 feet into the ground so that we could then bring in structural fill and come back up 27 feet before we could even start thinking about pouring foundations. You've got to know where you're starting and you've got to be honest with yourself. Is there stuff here that is negative? Is there stuff here that will not let us translate into this sustainable, long-term, successful culture? So the, the analysis starts first. And once you've got that, you can build. This LNG terminal will stand for decades. It's safe. It will withstand the storms of the Gulf. It will withstand the hurricanes. Contrast that to the temporary <clears throat> construction road we built. We knew it was temporary. We didn't do the excavation. We just brought in building materials, crushed stone and rock, and just rolled it into the soup. And if we didn't stay ahead of it, we would sometimes come back after a weekend and find a $300,000 excavator sunk into the mud up to its cab. Um, this isn't something you can shortcut. If you want a long-term, again, a long-term, sustainable, successful culture, you've got to start with that diagnosis. You've got to figure out what, what's there. Where am I starting? And, and am I ready to actually start to implement this culture or vision change? Or as an individual, am I really ready to start to unleash my ability? Or do yeah, I need to back up a little a big bit? deal about being honest, isn't there? Just yeah. simply being honest and being at a C-level kind of a position uh, in an organization, it's not only important for you to be that person that's saying, let's get this done, let's get this figured out, move out of the denial and say, if, if you're not getting the results in your culture, in your business, you got to start being honest about that. It's not just them. It's not just these excuses. You really got to take a look at it. And I would suggest also, we kind of touched on this before, you need to take a look at your executive team, right? right. Who on your executive team is really in on the changes that are necessary the dynamic changes need to happen also ongoingly supporting dynamic changes as the market changes and everything else changes. And who's looking to hold it back? 
I mean, there's a moment of truth. I mean, at some level, let's be very honest about that. The people, the people that often hold up a company are operating at that executive team level. That's where all the times it becomes the choke point. And because of relationships and time together and all that kind of stuff, that can actually pull the whole thing down and to keep it. So it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of honesty. It takes those having those opportunities to have those strong, clear, difficult conversations to get things moving ahead. And so that's part of it. You're talking about honesty. We also, so we have this assessment that we can give you folks in terms of your culture, but to make sure that we really got it backed up in the right way and you are ready for it, right? We have another assessment that takes a look at the executive team. Are you really ready to take on it? Because it's going to be, I'll guarantee you, it's going to be harder than you think it is. I guarantee you. <laughs> We're working with a couple of companies right now where they're looking at, oh, it's kind of a little rough, but we're going to be. No, you start drilling down into it. It gets to be real, like you're saying, real muddy, real murky, real fast. It's well, going to take more know, time. It's going to take more effort than you think. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, you mentioned something that was very interesting. And I, I'm hoping you can unpack this a little bit because you mentioned static load and live load. And, you know, how could that equate to leadership and culture? Because those are two very different things. And you got to equate for both of those. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. So static load is simply the weight. Let, let's take a simple building. There, there's a weight of the building. Then you put all the stuff that's in it, the furniture, the people, whatever it is. And that affects the building. And then there's an outside forces. There's the wind. There's snow. There, there's whatever it is that affects that. So you have to take into account all of those things. When you're building a culture in a company, you've got to make sure that it's a that it's a culture that people can actually buy into. Yeah. And how do you make that happen? Well, first of all, it's got to be built on a foundation of values that people will want to buy into. Most people are at heart good. They want honesty. They want integrity. They want to feel valued and not just feel valued. They, they want to have a confidence that they really are valued, not just for their contribution. So that foundation, maybe you can look at that as, as the, as the uh, you know, I hadn't thought about this before, but, before, but you're right. It kind of lends a good analogy. That static load is the vision. This is what we want to do. Then you add the live load to that, and that's the people. How do they actually function in this vision, in this culture? Does it give them what they need long-term? Because if it doesn't, it won't give your company what it needs long-term. So those things have to be meshed. And, and I think when it comes to people, the best way you do that is you have to make an emotional connection. Uh, people will go so far off of logic. People will go so far off of, okay, this is my job. I have to. But if you really want engagement, if you really want alignment, if you really want a dynamic push forward, people have to see this is what it means to me. This is something that's valuable to me, either monetarily or how I feel about myself or what I'm doing for society or a combination of all those things and more. There has to be an emotional connection for there to be passion. And, and passion doesn't have to be demonstrable. It doesn't mean they, people have to change their personalities and be all cheerleaders. But there's a passion within them, something that drives them to want to do their best. Absolutely. And, and that's not just a paycheck. And that part of that, too, is that you're talking about relationships. And that's that's uh that's a powerful thing in terms of, yeah, I, I'm buying into it. I, I believe in these values and even more importantly, in some ways, the principles by which we operate as it's, you know, we stand for these values, but how do you actually do the values? That's your principles. And another level is, okay, I'm buying into it is my boss. Is his boss. 
<laughs> yeah. The top, are they buying into it? Or are they just giving a lot of you know lip, lip service? Because yeah. that can that can crush that whole thing of my belief about it. And that's not that that's doesn't happen all that not doesn't happen that uh, not often. I mean, it's it's something that happens. And so you got people that are excited when they join an organization, but after, as time wears on, it kind of that can kind of go away, and you just it's not there. So the that it is what I'm getting to. It, it is. It's the resonance of throughout the organization that we all believe it. We all behave this way. We all treat each other this way. That's when you create a great culture that people want to go to. They're excited to get up in the morning. Let's go. I'm excited to go to work to see my coworkers move on with the projects. I'm excited. That's tangible. That's real. Absolutely. Well, you and know, you pointed out the, the need for, for integrity earlier on. I don't remember what word you used, but basically that uh, when we are honest with ourselves, if you're going to initiate some change as a leader, you have to be honest with yourself. Will you be consistent? Will you see it through? Will you put forth the effort? Uh, because if, if leadership, I think one of you guys said it earlier um, when we were talking that, that, that foundations and companies start at the top. And, and that's absolutely true. The foundational strength starts at the top and it ends at the top. If leadership is not committed to see a change through and, and not just embrace it, there's a difference between endorsing something and embracing something. There's a bigger difference between embracing something and championing it. Yeah. If you're not willing to put forth the effort to champion it all the way through, chances are it's going to fail. You know, I got to say as leaders, and, and we've, we've been there, there's going to come times in that live load that you talked about. When you add the people, you add everything else is in there. Is you're going to have to do some serious heavy lifting, and if you're not prepared for those stress levels and everything that's going to hit you, because I, I promise you, sometime in your career that's going to happen. If you don't have that bag of tools, that toolkit that we, you know we can provide for you to reach in and dig deep and pull out the tools and the, those things necessary to get through those hard times. You know, that live load, you know, how many times, Ted, and you've probably seen this, is that, you know, weight crushed that structure. You know, if, well, you, know, it's the, if you don't ca calculate correctly or have the right, you know, ability to get through that those times. Well, you know, and it's maintaining that direction, too. Uh, like yeah. I said earlier about seeing it through. Do you have the commitment to see it through? Yeah. Let's think about that tragic collapse of those uh, the condominiums in Florida not long ago. That wasn't directly a foundational issue, but it was a structural integrity issue. The maintenance wasn't there. The constant reassessing and the measurement wasn't there. Uh, and, and tragic, that cost people's lives. Now, in business, it costs people's livelihoods. It doesn't cost their lives, but it's still tragic. And it's the same principle. Yeah. Once you've built the foundation, you still have to constantly check. You still have to check in. You still have to make sure you're doing the maintenance to make sure that foundation and structural integrity through the whole organization continues. And there lies in this interesting notion of leadership and vulnerability. See, that's a very interesting thing because if leaders are thinking we're all that, we got it figured out, we're all done. I, we, again, we've talked about this, Rich, you and I. Organization we've been talking to for some time now took the, their eye off what was going on. Suddenly they're bleeding hundreds of thousands of dollars and that turns into millions of dollars. And so what do they do? They have to go into this kind of you know, triage situation here. But who suffers? Yeah, the company's got problems now, but who suffers? Lay off 10% of the employees who had nothing to do with it. Absolutely. The vulnerability of that, of being able to come back and say, of course, and when things like that happen, 
you got to man up. There's no other way to say it. You've just got to man up and say, Mia Copa, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. Because if you don't do that, what's what's going to happen after that? It's that sense of distrust mm-hmm. yeah. that starts rippling through the organization. Well, why should I trust these guys if they don't really know what's going on and they have this kind of a you know massive, you know, letting go of people? Who's next? What's next? And so you got that rippling effect of people just saying, Hey, I'm jumping ship. That's hard. That's hard. But it's it, but you can avoid that stuff if you do the right stuff now. So help us understand, guys, what's the right stuff now? I, I can tell you this. There are, and this is kind of a buyer beware situation. And there are dozens of companies out there that will bring in a, a cultural assessment or a leadership assessment. And you can buy these assessments from them or whatever you want to do. You send this out to your people and they send it back. And these people, uh, whoever you bought this from, are going to come in and give you the results. And that's as far as it goes. That's You might as well not done it in the first place because there's a couple of things that are really bad with that. Number one. The people in your organization, some of these people finally feel like they've got a voice. Anonymous or not, they're going to fill out this, this survey and give, uh, put their heart into this, give you some true feedback. Now, if, if you choose not to do anything with the results of these surveys, you are going to discourage those, those employees and you're going to put a lot more weight, if you will, on trying to build this culture. Now, here's the thing. If these companies come in and they just say, well, here's the results and they do not have a plan, you have not discussed a plan or you are not willing to listen to a plan to develop yourselves, leadership skills and your culture, you are doing far more damage to your culture and your leadership and the perception and your reputation than if you had ever done this assessment to begin with. Yeah, if I didn't trust you before the survey and you got the survey back and you're not willing to share that with me, I really don't trust you now. (laughs) Diagnosis, uh, I mean, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. Mm -hmm. You can't do a survey, have someone give you the results, leave you alone, not knowing what to do with these results, and then just kind of put your head in the sand and hope this will go away. Well, what's going to go away is your employees. They're that, that trust issue, they're gonna they're gonna bail on you. Okay, so we're getting close to the end here. Ted, talk to us about the importance of that executive team, that love that C level, and they immediately after that buying into this whole thing of we got to create a great culture here and how they can derail it, but then what you got to do to get that back on track. It's hard to well, I should say it's harder to get things back on track once you've you've had a derailment, uh, but it's obviously more vital at that point too. Um, you know, Rich, you, you're you're talking about a company that comes in, and does an assessment, and leaves. I know you're not talking theoretically. You've been engaged by a company to come in and pick up the pieces when some other supposedly cultural help uh, did that to them. Yep. So, Michael, to your question, it, it again comes back to the integrity and the commitment uh, and the long-term vision of the leadership. They've got to be honest. Let me, let me share just a ludicrous example, but it's true. Um, you couldn't have written a more ludicrous scenario. Many, many years ago, I was working for a large multinational, and they 
recognized some cultural issues, losing a lot of good people. So they did a survey and they were transparent and open and everybody saw the comments anonymously, you know, don't know who said what, but all the comments were anonymously. They, they set up committees to address the, the big issues. And, and two of them that I remember, one was that there was this feeling that there was a lot of nepotism in the company. Uh, and I would agree with that. So, and, and I kid you not, again, you couldn't write a more ludicrous script. The person they put in charge of fixing this was the president's brother, who was the biggest problem. The guy didn't know what he was doing. There were tons of comments uh, that, that those that saw the comments, we knew who they were talking about. Of course, they didn't give a name. It was just ludicrous. The second one was morale. People don't feel like we care about them. The person they put in charge of this committee to fix that was the person that I know from personal experience. I was there when it happened. We were on a project, uh, a man's wife. Uh, he was there, um, family status, meaning the company was paying pretty for him and his wife, family to be there. She got cancer, had to go home uh, to have surgery. Uh, this man requested not to leave the project, not to, to not finish his commitment, but simply to change to single status so that he could go home and see her from time to time. They refused that. This is the guy that put in charge of making people happy and feel valued. Uh, and his biggest recommendation was, let's find out who's unhappy and fire them. Now, you, now you would think this can't be a real scenario. It's, so it's making you, even unhappier. It's crazy. These things happen in American business. You know? So they do. You, you have to be honest. If you're going to be a leader, open yourself up. Be honest. Listen to the feedback. Give it true thought and weight. Somebody said it. There's a kernel of truth in, in everything. Be honest. Be open. Be forthright. Be steady. Make that commitment or you're just lining your company up for more failure. Uh, the right. big reason initiatives don't work is because people have been through too many failed initiatives yep. where there was a big bang, you know, kickoff and then it just fizzled. And so they don't want to put Absolutely. the effort in. They take the attitude, well, this will pass too. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just suffer through it until this one passes. Great insight. Great wisdom. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ted, absolutely. if they want to get a hold of you, what do they do? Uh, they go to the bat, the bat signal, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, I, w I wish I was that cool. Um, no, my uh, my website is tedturner.intelligentleadership, EC. The EC stands for executive coaching. So tedturner.intelligentleadershipec.com. That's my website. You can learn more about me, my, about ILEC, and my contact information is there as well. All right, outstanding. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Rich, take us home here. Well, folks, uh, once again, we've come to the end uh, of another great episode of Mainline Exec Executive Coaching ACT. Ted, it's always great to have you, hear your wisdom, and uh, you, you're definitely a uh, an encyclopedia of knowledge, that, that's for sure. So appreciate you coming. And again, uh, big shout out to all our supporters out there. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your, your, your following us, comments, whatever you can do. Go to our website, executiveleadersactilec.com. And look up Mike, uh, Michael and myself. Leave us a message. Connect with us. Go to Ted's website. Connect with him. You will not be sorry you did. It'll probably be one of those, those things for your career that we can truly help out. We truly believe in helping you, know, you get to the next level. So again, once, once again, take care. Have a great evening. Be safe. And we'll see you again next time. All right. All the best. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.